This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue looking at the first three chapters in the book of Daniel. And Daniel is a prophetic book. But what we're focusing on now is the character of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This took place in the year 606 BC. This is the beginning of the Babylonian captivity. So we're talking about historical events that happened about 2,600 years ago. And Nebuchadnezzar took the cream of the crop, the youths, it says in chapter 1, verse 4, youths in whom there was no defect, who were good-looking, showing intelligence in every branch of wisdom, endowed with understanding and discerning knowledge, and who had ability for serving in the king's court, and he ordered him to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. So Nebuchadnezzar brought the best that Israel had to offer, the youths, and wanted to re-instruct them in the Chaldean way of life. And one of the things that he said was they were going to give them rations from the king's table. And we see an important verse in chapter 1, verse 8. But Daniel made up his mind, and the King James, it says, he purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he drank. So he sought permission from the commander of the officials that he might not defile himself. Daniel did not want to subject himself to meat food that was not right for a Jewish man to eat. So he asked permission. And by God's grace and God's favor, they received permission not to eat the dainties of the king or drink the wine. And that was because Daniel had the wisdom from the Lord to say, to test him for 10 days. Yes. And to see how they looked after the 10 days because the overseers feared for their life. And after 10 days, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shone brighter than all the others that were eating pork and fish that had um, scales, uh, shells that were unclean according to the law that was given to Moses on Mount Sinai. There were clean things to eat from, and unclean. And Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego followed the Lord. And then, Junie, time came for them to meet Nebuchadnezzar himself. And it says when they were together, 
It says in verse 20, in verse 1, And as for every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king consulted them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and conjurers who were in all his realm. So we see that God's favor was upon uh, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And Shelley, do you think it's coincidence that they were ten times wiser? And they were asked to be tested for 10 days. And they wound up being the Lord's assistants. Really? And God placed them as Nebuchadnezzar's assistants to be his witnesses, which we'll find out at the end of chapter 2 and into chapter 3. Well, in chapter 2, the focus is a dream that the king had. And he made an edict that he wanted all the Chaldeans, conjurers, and magicians not only to interpret the dream, but to tell him what his dream was. And, of course, they couldn't do it. And the Chaldeans said to him, There is not a man on earth who could declare the matter for the king, inasmuch as no great king or ruler has ever asked anything like this of any magician, conjurer, or Chaldean. Moreover, the thing which the king demands is difficult, and there is no one else who could declare it to the king except God's, small g, whose dwelling place is not with mortal flesh. And because of this, the king became indignant and, and furious and gave orders to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. And this would include Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then Daniel replied and said, why, why is the king in such a rush? And then says in verse 16, So Daniel went in and requested of the king that he would give him time in order that he might declare the interpretation to the king. Daniel went to his house and informed his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, about the matter, in order that they might request compassion from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so Daniel and his friends might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men. It wasn't only to interpret the dream, Shelley. They were going to cry out for God to reveal Amen. the dream. Something that seemed impossible. But we and know, then interpret it. Right. But we know the word of God says nothing is impossible for God. Verse, and God was with them. Really. And the magicians said that their gods did not dwell with man. Right. But the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, promise us to be with us, and he dwells with us. So deep, Shelley. The same God who answered Daniel can answer us. Now, Amen. we see the kind of man Daniel is, verse 19 in chapter 2. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Listen to Daniel. Daniel answered and said, Let the name of God be blessed forever and ever. For wisdom and power belong to him. And it is he who changes the times and the epochs. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to men of understanding. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. To thee, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise. For thou hast given me wisdom and power. Even now thou hast made known to me what we requested of thee, for thou hast made known to us the king's matter. The same God of Daniel is our God, and the same way God worked with Daniel, 
God could work with each one of us. It's powerful, June, and it's very encouraging. Uh, let's go on, touching some highlights here. Um, we just read from verse 19. Listen to verse 24 to 28. Therefore Daniel went into Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and spoke to him as follows. Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me to the king's presence, and I will declare the interpretation to the king. Then Arioch hurriedly brought Daniel into the king's presence and spoke to him as follows. I have found a man among the exiles of Judah who can make the interpretation. The king's king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen in its interpretation? And Daniel answered before the king, As for the mystery about which the king is inquired, neither wise men, conjurers, magicians, nor diviners are able to declare it to the king. However, there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will take place in the latter days. This was your dream and the visions in your mind while on your bed. Junie, what can you say? It's so incredible. I want to skip down to verse 46. Daniel gave him the dream and the interpretation, which was God's wisdom and God's plan for the end days, concluding with the kingdom of God. Verse 46 in chapter 2. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face and did homage to Daniel and gave orders to present to him an offering and fragrant incense. The king answered Daniel and said, Surely, your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries, since you have been able to reveal this mystery. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts, and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief prefect over all the wise men of Babylon. And Daniel made request of the king, and he appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the administration of the province of Babylon, while Daniel was at the king's court. Junie, this leads you speechless. Here were three Jewish men coming into Babylon, and what struck me in looking at, at this, Junie, it says that King Nebuchadnezzar, remember, he was the strongest man on the earth then, fell on his face and did homage to Daniel. It should have been reversed. Daniel should have fell on his face to Nebuchadnezzar. But Daniel purposed in his heart to live a holy and righteous life. But it was also a picture of Nebuchadnezzar going on his face before God because he made a mistake, a statement to Daniel that only God in heaven could have revealed this, that your God is the God of God's and that's the witness that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were because of how they lived their lives. Junie, I mean, you know, we're basically finished with chapter two, but we need to reflect on it because like you pointed out many times uh, through the course of these days, they went, I don't think Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had any idea why they were going, but they went because they had their eyes and their hearts focused on God. It's like Paul's- They went where? To Babylon. They had no they, choice. They were deported to Babylon. <laughs> they had no right. choice. They and you know what's wild, Shelley? In our world today, we might be in a situation that we wouldn't have chosen to be in. Really? 
or in a place where we wouldn't have chosen to go. And if we're wise, and if we realize that the Holy One of Israel knows and sees all things, he might have brought us to the very place we find ourselves yes, Lord. to be a witness for him. Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't think of themselves as witnesses. They thought of themselves as being deported, as going to a place that was foreign to them. We really need to see that God is with us. Amen. And Amen. we need to Amen. remember him every moment of every day, especially as America is changing rapidly and the world is progressively changing. It's almost like anarchy around the world. That's right. And in every situation, in every environment, in every circumstance, we need to be focused on the Lord and say what Paul said when he was struck down on the road to Damascus. Lord, what would you have for me to do? So it's an encouragement for the day and the age that we're living in that we are called to be witnesses unto the Lord, unto the Lord, and have our hearts purposed to serve him. Lord, we thank you for thank the you, testimony Lord. of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and, and Daniel. Daniel, and raise up men like that in this day and age. We pray this in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.